You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hello, sweet, wonderful listeners, friends, soul family. I was about to hit record because I got a deep nudge to record a solo cast specifically about the topic of twin flames and soulmates. And what's so interesting is that just as I was about to hit record, Michelle actually sent me a quote on Instagram message. Now, Michelle and I constantly are sending messages back and forth to each other, Um, quotes, memes, all of that on Instagram messenger. So that's not unique. What's unique is the fact that the quote that she sent me is about soulmates, and I was about to push record. So I'm going to read you this quote because it resonates and it will start this solo cast so beautifully. Here it is. I think we have multiple soulmates, and the one you end up with depends on the work you've done to evolve your own soul. I think there's a soulmate for every level of your journey. I think as you grow, so does the quality of your partnerships. What's so beautiful about that quote is that it deeply aligns with what I wanted to share about my experience with soulmates and twin flames. And I want to preface as I start to speak about this that I know that the word twin flame, the concept twin flame, is such a buzz topic right now. And there's a lot of controversy around it, particularly in light of a documentary that recently came out, deep diving the twin flame concept from a very culty perspective of some people who have abused other people in the process of teaching about twin flames. Now, as someone who grew up in a cult, that documentary was so fascinating to me because I have a lot of big feelings about the way that concepts are used in spirituality and religion to give people a platform where they are able to abuse others. It happens all the time. Cults emerge all the time, whether it's religious or spiritual. It happens everywhere. So I'm always very hesitant to really push um, or, or sp- not push, but speak heavily about some of the beliefs that I have because of my cult experience. Um, now, in recent months, I've felt much more safe sharing my personal beliefs because I've come to the space of recognizing that there's not a harm in sharing what you believe. The harm comes when you insist that your way is the right way and You force your beliefs on other people, and there's no room for discourse and civil conversation and opinions. So it's okay to share our beliefs. You don't have to adopt them. And that's the beauty of it, is that we get to share thoughts, opinions, feelings, beliefs, and as a listener, you get to walk away with whatever resonates for you and trash the rest of it. (laughs) So as I share, I just want to say that anything that I share here in this space 
comes from my own personal experience, and I share it not to convince you of anything, but because it's important to me, and I know that when I have shared in the past, it resonates for other people, and if something I've experienced can help someone else, it's worth sharing. So, on the topic of soulmates... (laughs) Twin flames and soulmates are considered to be two different things. I'm not going to deep dive the differences because, to be frank, I don't think it matters what word you use. And they're different concepts, sure. But they are words that are used to describe a very deep spiritual connection with a human or multiple humans throughout your lifetime. And it really is a soul connection. And I think for me in my life, I lead more towards the word soulmate in terms of romantic partnership. But also, I have soul family. I have people like Michelle and some of my other friends who are people that When I've come into contact with them, the first time I've met them, and it's an immediate recognition deep down that this person and I are meant to know each other, or the feeling that we've known each other in the past. You hear people speak about that in love and romance all the time, and often we write people off as being wounded or crazy for falling in love quickly, and Yes, when people deep dive love very quickly, depending on how they approach it, sometimes that does come from a very wounded space and you're diving into something that perhaps is a wound that needs to be healed. Does it make it invalid? No. (laughs) But we don't call it crazy when we meet a new friend and we become immediate friends with them and we talk every day. When Michelle and I met, we met in the desert. We've shared this story before on the podcast a few times of how the first time we met, I was sitting in a hammock after a long hike, reading a book, trying to be inconspicuous at this campground, and Michelle came over and just started talking to me, and we ended up talking for several hours, and we became immediate friends, and we shared so much about ourselves and our lives and what was going on in our life at that moment of time, divorce, dating, all kinds of the things that we were exploring, we shared all of it in a very deep level. And we have talked every single day since then. (laughs) And in May, we will have been friends for two years. Now, Michelle is my soul family. We know that on some level, we have had a past life together. We, soul to soul, made some kind of agreement before coming here to meet, to be a part of each other's life. We are soul family. And when we met, we recognized each other. Now, no one would call that crazy. No one would call that wounding. It's a soul connection. It's beautiful. And this does also happen in romantic love. And so when someone says that they have met someone and they've fallen in love, I don't disbelieve them because we don't know what they're experiencing and what they're experiencing is maybe healing a wound, even if it 
seems fast, even if it seems like it might be intense, um, it serves a purpose. Everything that we experience serves a purpose. That is what soulmates are. When you meet someone, whether platonically, romantically, whether it is an immediate deep feeling with one family member that's more vivid than, say, with another family member, whoever it is, when you have a knowing and a deep understanding between yourself and that person, that you are meant to be together in this lifetime, to be in each other's lives in this timeline. That is a soulmate that can be platonic, that can be romantic, like I said before. And I want to share with you my experience of soulmates. I have had romantic soulmates who have been a part of my life for short times and for longer periods of time. And all of these connections have served a purpose. They've healed wounds. They've pushed me onward in my growth. They have inspired me to create. They've made me a better person. They've also, (laughs) I've also had very deeply toxic karmic connections where we came together to learn lessons together in a karmic way. And as painful as those were, they also served a purpose because I am who I am today because of those experiences. Now, people in the spiritual world are going to say karmic relationships and twin flames and soulmates, it's all different. And I don't disagree with that. But I'm not an expert. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is what this is. And this is what that is. I'm going to tell you my experience. I just believe that before we come to planet Earth, that before we enter into a human body and have a human experience, we have made agreements, soul to soul, to help each other grow and evolve in this lifetime. That is part of our journey here. In my lifetime, I've had some very beautiful lessons because of the souls that I've come into contact with, from the parents that I chose, to the siblings that I chose, to the friends that I've made, to the people I have dated. There have been many souls I've interacted with, but some have really, truly, deeply stood out. Where I've had these moments of knowing, a deep, deep knowing within seconds that I was meant to know and connect with this person in my life. And I will give an example of this. My first romantic soulmate connection. I was 16 years old and my family 
was involved in a musical theater production, all of my siblings and I, and my parents. And the very first night of rehearsals, we walked into the rehearsal room. And I, without scanning the room yet, I was walking through the door. I immediately felt an energy in the room that was so vivid. It was screaming at me. It was colorful. And I got this smell. I could, I could smell and taste an energy. And as I looked to see where the source of this was coming from, I looked across the room and sitting across the room was another teenager, a boy. And he was beautiful, beautiful. But physicality aside, there was an energy radiating from him. And I knew in that moment, I knew that I was going to be part of his life and he was going to be a part of my life beyond rehearsals, beyond being in this musical production together. I had an immediate knowledge. And did I speak to him that night? No, we didn't interact. It was a rehearsal where we were all seated and receiving our information and there was no, not, not a lot of interaction between people. And I was a very shy teenager. But when we went home that night, and my mom and I were speaking about the experience of the rehearsal, I said to my mom, did you see that guy? And she said, yeah, what about it? And I said, I think I'm going to date him. And she kind of laughed at me, and she was like, you don't know him. And I said, you're right, I don't. But something tells me that he's going to be a big part of my life. And my mom just kind of laughed it off. But I went and I wrote in my journal about how this person felt like someone I had known before. And I couldn't explain it. Now, what's so fascinating about that is my intuition was correct. Because that person and I became very close during the process of this musical production. He sought me out. And at the time, he had a girlfriend. Of course, all teenagers are dating, right? He had a girlfriend, and we became friends. He sought me out to become friends. And later in the summer, after the production, and his, you know, his girlfriend had broken up, we started dating. We went on to date off and on for... 10 years. And what's absolutely beautiful about that experience is that our connection was more beautiful than words. I, I can't explain it. It's, it's almost impossible to put in words. I've written poetry and stories. Um, I wrote a song about it one time. But it's, it's really hard to express. You have to feel. But what happened with this person was that the experience of them in my life opened up a new chapter for me because this person was very instrumental in me leaving the cult that I was raised in. When I was 16 years old, at the time that I met this person, I had a boyfriend who was a part of the cult I was in. 
and we were engaged and I had a diamond ring that his parents had bought <laughs> and we were planning to get married because that was part of our cult experience, our religious experience, getting married young. And in the process of my soulmate and I becoming friends, my eyes were opened to what I was already experiencing within my body of feeling unsafe and feeling so hesitant about marrying this boy and knowing that if I did, my life would look a certain way and it was the opposite of what I wanted for myself. Now, my soulmate and I became friends and in the process, it opened my eyes and gave me a voice because I was spending so much time with him and his family who were just the most wonderful people and they took me in um, and I spent so much time with them. And that experience taught me what safe family looks like. It taught me um, what quote unquote normal society was like. It was a safe space for me. And that year, as a result of our friendship and then us, I, I broke up with my fiance and then my soulmate and I started dating. And then we dated off and on for the next 10 years. He moved to college and we broke up. And then we would date in the summertime when he came home. And we were friends in the meantime and we spoke frequently. And he was a safe person. And regardless of whether or not we were together romantically, I always felt safe and connected with him and with his family. And to this day, I am still friends with his family and they are just wonderful people, wonderful human beings who mean a lot to me. But for 10 years, he and I did this beautiful dance of coming together and it triggering and inspiring growth for both of us. And then we would push away like magnets and head off into new directions of life. And at the time, it always felt so sad and I was heartbroken but it always brought so much healing <laughs> and growth into my life in ways I look back. And if I hadn't experienced that, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I'm so grateful for it. And ultimately, that intuitive, intuitive feeling that 16-year-old me had, that he was my soulmate, I, I knew him in another life, that we were meant to be in each other's life, it was true. It was true. It came to fruition, whether I manifested it or whether I just acknowledged it and we both acknowledged it and then we experienced it. All of this goes to say that people come into our life for a reason. And when you meet someone and you feel that connection, don't discredit it. Don't discredit it. I think you should ask, where is it coming from? What space is it coming from within you? Is it coming from a heart space? Does your whole body feel it? 
Or is it coming from your head? Is it coming from your head where you are thinking, I'm tired of being single, or I'm lonely, and then you see someone, and you think, that person, I want that person, there's something this person can give me, or is it coming from a heart space where it's a whole body recognition, and you feel it, and you taste it, and you smell it, and it brings a sense of peace and calm to your body. And you don't know what's going to happen next, but you just know. You just know. And it doesn't stress you out. And you don't have to do anything about it, but you feel called to see what happens. Whether it's a friend, whether it's romantic, (laughs) whether it's just an absolutely beautiful conversation with someone on the Greyhound bus for five hours. That's happened to me as well, too. One time I was traveling, and I was on the Greyhound bus, and my seatmate and I had a connection. And I could have sat anywhere on the bus. There were multiple empty seats. But this woman, and I made eye contact as I came onto the bus, and I just felt her energy radiating off of her, and I thought, we are supposed to take this journey together. So I sat with her, and we spent five hours talking, and it went by so fast, the blink of an eye, and I learned so much from her, and we shared so much about our lives, and it was beautiful. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to say that was a soulmate, right, because I don't know that woman today. We're not friends. We didn't exchange phone numbers, but my point is, is that... Her soul and my soul felt a recognition and we had a moment in time where we connected and shared something and it was meaningful and important. So really, as I'm going down this tangent, this rabbit hole, maybe I'm rambling a little bit, what I want to say about soulmates what I want to say about connecting with other souls. It's not crazy. It's not crazy to look at another human being and recognize their soul. When you came here, you came here knowing you were going to meet certain souls and they're part of your journey and they push your growth, and they inspire you, and sometimes they stay, and sometimes they don't. But all of it serves to teach you about yourself, to teach you about what love really means, and sometimes it's meant to teach you about what love isn't. I've had those experiences too. I was in a long relationship and marriage that was entirely karmic and taught me everything about what love wasn't. And I've spent two years recognizing that and coming back to the space of having a deeper connection to myself and loving myself so much that I will never again 
abandon myself. But I don't know that I would be the person I am now if that relationship hadn't happened. Now, that's not to say that there are things that happen to people that aren't okay. If you've been abused, if you've been a victim, that's wrong. And I don't ever want you to feel that that should have happened to you because it shouldn't have. And I'm so sorry that you went through that. Tonight I was reading one of my old journals and came across an entry from 2012 where I was drunk and writing about how the man I was dating slapped me in the middle of an argument at a bar. And I was taken aback because I forgot about that. I'd blacked it out. I'd wiped it out. I didn't deserve that. I didn't fucking deserve that. And neither do you. You don't deserve mistreatment. But I hope that you come out of that experience knowing that you deserve so much more. And I hope that as you heal from it, you recognize what you deserve. And it did push you to choose yourself in a very deep way and heal your heart. Doesn't mean it should have happened. Don't ever think that for a second. And as I was reading that journal entry about the boyfriend, I had this moment of recognizing how far I've journeyed since 2012. I've had a lot of beautiful experiences. I've had some really toxic experiences. But who I am today is someone who deeply loves herself and honors herself and treasures herself. And I will never again self-abandon. And to bring it back to soulmates, I wouldn't be who I am today if not for the soulmates that I've encountered in my life, the romantic ones, and my friends. I look around at my friend group and I have this beautiful, healthy group of women and men and non-binary folk, people of different walks of life, but we all have similar values and we are all growth-oriented people. And they are all such big, beautiful energies. And every single one of them means so much to me. And they are my soulmates. They are the people I'm journeying through life with. And that, to me, is the most beautiful gift of this human life. Is watching how my life upgrades, the more I upgrade myself, the more I grow, the more I'm surrounded by other people who are in similar journeys. And it's such an honor to be a part of that and for them to be a part of my journey. And so I know that now, who I am now and where I'm at now, I am calling in, I am manifesting in a soulmate romantically, who is going to see me and treasure me because I give that to myself. And soul to soul, 
I know without a shadow of a doubt that we are going to immediately recognize each other. I know that because as I've dated, I've had dating experiences where I was asked out on a date and I didn't feel that. But then I've had other experiences where I meet someone and I immediately know this person and I have a lesson together. This person and I have part of our journeys together. And so I know that when my partner comes, we are going to know each other immediately. And some people might call it crazy. Some people might call it, who knows what they might call it. That's their opinion. I know that when my soulmate comes, I will recognize that person. And it's going to be beautiful and painful because our soulmates provoke our growth. But with a soulmate, it's done in a healthy, safe way. So maybe I've completely botched and (laughs) confused your idea of what a soulmate is or what a twin flame is. I'm not even going to talk about what a twin flame is because these days I don't think... In terms of concepts, I just know that we're all souls and we're all here doing a journey and it's sacred and it's spiritual and it's beautiful and who comes into your life is meant to come into your life and hopefully they come in in a safe way and I'm hoping that for you and I'm hoping that everyone who comes into your life is teaching you about what you deserve and showing you more about yourself and bringing joy and love into your life. And I really, truly hope that you see that the journey is about returning to yourself and self-love. Because that's what we're here for, to remember ourselves and to be in love with ourselves. And it's that space that space that brings in the romantic love, the right friendships. It all serves. It all serves. And the journey is beautiful. It's painful, but it's beautiful. And I hope this serves you. And just remember, don't get hung up on the words. (laughs) Don't get hung up on the spiritual concepts, because they evolve, they shift, our knowledge, our education shifts, but always listen to your intuition. Listen to your body, listen to your heart, listen to what resonates for you. Don't let anybody else tell you what you should do. (laughs) They can give you advice, absolutely, they can give you guidance, but at the end of the day, Listen to your heart. And if you meet another soul whose energy just speaks to you, go talk to them. Have a conversation. You never know where it will take you. All right, my friends. Sending you all so much love. Can't wait to share more with you in 2024. It's going to be a beautiful year. Thank you for being here, supporting us, listening And remember to subscribe and share 
Because as my beautiful, beautiful daughter says, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring.